0: Hello friends, and welcome to The Block, the building learning and organizational culture podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Kirby, and today we're going to talk about a technique that I think all learning and development professionals should have in their tool belt, empathic design or creating design personas. As instructional designers or learning professionals in any capacity. We sometimes get into the habit, and we get a little used to what we do and how we do it, that we automatically think that we know what's best for our learners. And that's not always the case. A lot of times I think it's helpful for us to take a step back and remember exactly who our learners are. And what better way to do that than to create learner personas. This is a technique that's used in user experience and user interface design as well. So it's a really important way to make sure that we're meeting the needs of our learners. There are a number of different resources out there on empathy frameworks and design personas, but I'm just going to share a couple with you today. The first one is the Empathy Framework by Calpree and Visser, created in 2009. In this, they explain a four-phase way to consider our learners, including their hopes, their dreams, their situation, and their goals. So the first phase of this Empathy Framework is Discovered. This is where you explore the person and their situation and their experiences. And this is where your curiosity is really piqued about the person. You can kind of think of this as the brainstorming phase because you're really just exploring right now, what the person is thinking, where they come from, their backstory. I don't know if you're like me, but I'll sit there and people watch somewhere and I'll create an entire backstory for a person that I've never met before that I just see along the way. And that's step one. Phase two is immerse. This is where you kind of put yourself in the person's shoes. This is typically where if you're creating a persona, you give the person a name, right? And you really want to just let your mind kind of wander throughout all of these phases to really get a good picture of what your learner looks like the third phase is connect this is where you draw from your own experiences and your own memories and you're able to make a connection with this learner on an emotional level so that you can know and start to understand what it is that this learner wants and what this learner needs in regards to learning objectives, in regard to the deliverable that you're producing. And then finally, phase four of this is to detach. This is where you step back and objectively look at the world that you've created for this learner and make sure that it's complete An accurate and a good picture. And then you also reflect on, based on this persona you've created, you reflect on the goals of the learner. And this is how you then align to your learning experience. I'll share the link to that framework in the show notes, but there's another empathy map that I want to share with you from Dave Gray and Connie Malamed, where it's simply just kind of a four-quadrant setup with a place in the middle for an image or an idea. And then the four quadrants represent what you're mapping out. So first you decide who you're empathizing with, and then you create four different areas to brainstorm. What that person says, what they think, what they feel, and what they do. And once you've filled in those with the different ideas that you have, you have a space to kind of come up with a conclusion. Again, it's about putting yourself in the learner's shoes and creating a, a story about your learner that can help you to best understand their needs and to create the set of deliverables or the experience or the objectives that that learner needs. Again, I'll share the link to that specific post in the show notes. But what does this actually look like in practice? How do you actually turn this into a learner persona? In my experience, I've created personas for a number of different learning projects because it really helps me when I don't know a lot about the need or when I don't have a ton of technical knowledge on the type of learning experience that needs to happen. And so one important thing for me is to have a photo. And I talk about unsplash.com all the time on LinkedIn, but I would start with unsplash.com because there's a number of free photos and a number of different people that you can find in the photos there and look for your person. It's kind of one of those things where when you see them you'll know it, right? Now that you've started to brainstorm a little bit, find find the person that fits it. And then keep going, right? So if you get some basic information down, right? Let's say you have the person's name that you've made up, you have a quick backstory for that person, their age, their overall high-level career goals, now you go and you find a picture. And now you can allow that picture to inform you even more, right? What does this person do for fun? What do they worry about? What are obstacles that might get in the way of their learning? What are their professional goals five years down the road? What are they nervous about? What do they like to do for fun? Who is their motivation, right? Are they trying to get ahead in life because they have a family to support? Or are they just kind of letting the wind take them because they've had a really rough time and they're really just trying to learn and find out more about themselves? So these are all very important questions and very involved questions and what I like to do too is like there's not one person that represents your learning experience right so I like to come up with at least three if I'm really trying to build out a learning experience I need at least three different personas of the type of person who's going to consume the information so For instance, just to give an example, if I am implementing a new LMS, I might create a persona of my end user. And the first one would be the person who likes to go in and explore everything in the LMS and likes to do a lot of professional development outside of what they're required to do. The go-getter, the person that's going to dive in and just use the system to its fullest right on the other hand i would create another persona for the person who is only going into the lms by force right the person who is in there for compliance training once a year and then doesn't want to sign in any other time the third person i would create in that scenario would be the lms admin right the person who's using the back end of the lms and what their needs are and how those needs are gonna be a lot different than the person who's only seeing the front end, right? And if you noticed in that example that I just kind of made up off the top of my head, I didn't go with an instructional design problem, right? I went with implementing an LMS, which might be an instructional designer's responsibility, or it might be a learning and development manager or an LMS administrator, So the point there is that it doesn't really matter which part of learning and development that you're working in, you can use learner personas for many different things. Like I mentioned before, they're using this in UX and UI. They're using this in software development. They're using this in lots of other fields outside of learning and development. So this is just one example of how we can take it in our field and make it work for us. I wanna close this brief solo episode by bringing up one more resource that I'm gonna share in the show notes. A scholarly journal article called Building Empathy and Developing Instructional Design Experience and Skills, written by John Bakke, who is my PhD advisor and also the reason I know about empathic design, and Jennifer Madrill. In their case study, they explore how instructional designers utilized six personas to help IDs put themselves in users shoes. This was actually a project that I was part of in that I was able to use these personas to design for one of my classes at Old Dominion University. So it definitely resonates with me and it goes into a lot of detail about the idea of empathic design and how you can really use these personas in your own experience. But I want to just leave you with one quote from that article. I know that we hear a lot in 2021 about storytelling as a means for retention for our learners and storytelling is becoming one of the new trending topics that I keep hearing about. So here's the quote that I want to share from this article. Personas can often fall flat by failing to engage designers on an emotional level. When the story around a persona provides narrative tension and an element of surprise, designers find it easier to talk about users, remember users, and get a shared view of users. So if you've never used this idea of creating a persona to inform your design work, I would highly encourage you to at least give it a try because if nothing else, It can actually be really fun to make up backstories for your learners. But I think you'll find that it provides a ton of value to your learning deliverable. Thanks again for joining me on the blog. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends and review us on your favorite podcast platform. I hope you'll tune in again soon.